When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this terrific Tuesday by none other than Sean DePaz. Shane Diefenbach is still not with us. He will be returning to our shows on Wednesday. But for now, Sean, we are continuing to talk about the conference switch up because it's it's really i mean it's taking college football and just college athletics by storm something that we didn't really expect i think going into last week um like last week around this time like it was just like oh you know usc ucla maybe joining the big 10 yeah Um, and here we are where the conference is in shambles (laughs) like the pac-12 by the end of the week may not be what it looks like right now (laughs) it may not exist at this point um yeah yeah, i mean like it it just it's a a, the wild wild west at this point like yeah it got people saying that things are gonna happen you got schools putting out statements saying they're loyal to this conference you got these conference like some other conference talking to other schools they don't even know what's going on with the acc i saw something today that clemson florida state miami might all look to join the sec like everything is up in the air and obviously as far as we're concerned arizona and the school arizona state and that school down south um and a couple other pac-12 schools might be looking at the big 12 depending on who you ask so it's like speed dating it's like it is like like speed dating or like dating apps it's like asu's on tinder right now and they're yeah. just trying to find a match in terms of the conference. And it seems yeah. like they've got a match right now in the Big 12. Um, yeah. But I don't yeah, know. It's, 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 I feel like at this point, it's one of those things where they, they've, are, they've already matched with the Big 12. They're the Pac-12, right? But they've, they've, the, the, the Big 12 might have swiped right on ASU. They're just waiting to see if ASU is going to swipe right no. on the Big 12. Oh, see if they're, they're, they're going to match with each other. Um, I don't know. It's... Uh, at this point, I'm admittedly hoping that they do swipe right on the Big 12 and they, they get off the ship. Um, but yeah. we'll, hey man, see, we'll see, I guess. We'll see what happens. We've got some you know some interesting reports because reports earlier this morning um, stating that the Big 12 was in deep discussions with six teams um, to potentially join their conference. Arizona State, Arizona were both included. Um, in that list 
However, literally uh, just a few minutes ago, we got a statement from ASU Athletic Director um, Vice uh, Ray Anderson. Um, and the statement was regarding ASU on their Pac-12 membership. The statement reads, ASU remains fully committed to the Pac-12 conference. ASU continues to work closely with other remaining conference members to advance the best interests of its student-athletes, as well as to support the continued success of the conference itself. So just from that statement alone, I don't necessarily think that that rules out ASU leaving to the Big 12. All I think um, is this is a a Band-Aid to yeah. the entire situation um, because we, we've, we've talked about it before is this is a statement that should have been put out week, like a week ago. Yeah. Um, sure. so I, I felt like there was just maybe some question marks about where ASU stood on the whole situation, but ASU and Ray saying, quote, that they remain fully committed to the Pac-12 conference. I don't know how much I believe that, um, yeah. given everything that's gone on because you can't be, you can't be, you can't be in the right mind being like, look, the PAC 12 lost 40% of its overall revenue with the LA schools leaving to the big 10, right? There is no shot that ASU stands to benefit by staying in this conference without the LA markets in it. Nobody does in reality. Yeah. I mean, so this makes me think two things instantly that statement particularly like a, it might be the preference of of Ray and the ASU to have the Pac-12 merge with the Big 12. And so they're yeah. staying loyal to the conference, and, and it's not necessarily them leaving the conference, A. B, uh, this kind of seems like they're putting the ball in the Pac-12's court, right? Like we know that the TV deal, um, that's getting, that's getting uh, discussed and negotiated, right? And yeah. at this point, ASU is now the largest market uh, – yeah, the largest market in the Pac-12, right? So I think it's kind of a situation where they're like, look, we want to stay in the Pac-12 if the Pac-12 can do the right thing, right? Like, like, and and it says they're doing want to trying to do what's best for the other the, the other schools in the conference, the other members of the conference. That might not be what's at the best interest of the conference at large, type thing, you know? Like they they it, it might be that for the school's survival sake, like it's best for us and the other schools to go do something else. Um, so I feel like it, it raised kind of putting the ball in the pack to quarantine being like, look, as far as these TV deals go, like ASU needs, we, ASU needs to be put in a good position financially. Right. Because I mean, I think that's yeah. one of the things that we talked about with Ray and Michael Crow is that is how much the question of how much they care about athletics, but they obviously care about, the money like they care about the money that the school can get and so if if staying in the pac 12 ultimately makes more financial um, sense for asu they'll probably do that so as of right yeah. now they probably are loyal to the pac 12 but loyalty can change like if tomorrow the big 12 comes around and blows their socks off and you know that loyalty is probably going to slip a little bit uh, so I, I think as of right like i think that's that statement significant but i'm kind of with you in that i don't know how much water the statement carries or any, even if it's carrying a lot right now, I don't know how much it can carry tomorrow because like we said, this stuff changes really fast. Yeah. I think Ray felt the pressure. I'm going to be honest with you. I oh, think Ray for sure. felt the pressure of, you know, there's a lot going on. Like 
college yeah. football and college athletics is changing as we know it. Um, in, in my personal perspective, I think it is changing for the better. Um, I agree. At least, at least for college football fans, right? Yeah. There are a lot of schools that stand to benefit from yeah. these moves. However, there are a lot of smaller schools um, that don't necessarily see benefit. Like, yeah. If it were, if the Pac-12 does stay as put, right, and nobody else leaves, which I I would find that very difficult to believe uh, that nobody else decides to leave the conference, and they don't merge with the Big Twelve. Schools like Boise State, San Diego State stand to benefit greatly because those yeah, are sure. likely the two the two replacements. Now, the Pac-12 can't replace the revenue that they lost with UCLA and USC yeah. by simply gaining SDSU. Um, in Boise State. It's just yep. you're not going to make enough money. That's just the situation as we know it. And we know the reason that UCLA and USC left because there's more money in the Big Ten, right? And they were able to do so because the, um, what's it called? The the media rights yeah. were expiring at the end of this year. So that's why they were able to leave without financial penalty. Now, as of this morning, you kind of alluded to it. The Pac-12 tweeted out a statement saying, the Pac-12 Board of Directors met this morning and authorized the conference to immediately begin negotiations for its uh, for its next media rights agreement. So you want to talk about pressure. Yeah. That's that's that right in and of itself. Just the statement is like it, I feel like that's not necessarily a call for help, but that's their that's their last. Yeah, like the alarm, the alarms thing. have sounded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's their tornado sirens going off. right <laughs> Yeah. Now. They're, yeah. I mean. Look like they need to. It, it, at this point, it's they, they, all hands on deck. Like this is a uh, Armageddon situation. Like apocalyptic. Their conference is dying. You know they they need to do what they can. They need to plug all the holes in the ship. Like they need to do whatever they but can. Can they? can they? Can they? I know. Plug the I don't holes? think. I don't think they can at this point. I, I I think it's at this point. I think if this conference survives, it's more because. Either A, the schools don't want to go through whatever trouble comes with go, moving to another conference, or B, because the other conferences ultimately don't want the Pac-12 schools. I, I, but as far as we know, that's already not the case. Like, I don't think it's going to be – I don't think there's anything the Pac-12 as a conference can do to save itself. I think it needs to just get lucky, essentially, at this point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this just shows that – they are doing whatever they can at this point to try and survive. They need to keep the schools that are there. They need to stop the bleeding. I, but like I said, I don't think they can. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a tough situation for the PAC 12. Um, I don't think anybody should feel bad for the PAC 12. If I'm being honest, uh, the people that run the PAC 12 have not done a good job in my estimation over the course of the last handful of years. Um, you you want to talk, why UCLA, why USC left. Those two schools, obviously the most historic that the Pac-12 Conference has, um, the most storied programs, uh, the the best in terms of athletics over you know significant period of time. And they always felt like they were out of place, right? Like for a while, USC yeah, sure. and UCLA ran the conference. Um, and it, it felt like they they were at the top, Um so now they're going to go, you know, be in competition in and of itself. That is, you know, much, much better um, than them and the Pac-12. So I think other schools see that. And I think the other schools see that the Pac-12 maybe doesn't value them as much or maybe value athletics as much, which maybe 
now that I think about it, maybe that's why ASU would stay in the Pac-12 because they're they're what's it called? They're kind of aligned in yeah, the way that they view the athletics. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's really interesting, and like I said, this is something that's going to continue to take place. So I, I want to ask you a question, Sean, um, that we post to social, but I'm going to wait to do that because right now. If you guys download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you're a new customer, you can use promo code PHNX and make your first deposit and get a risk-free. Again, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it because it, it warrants it twice, man. A risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Sean. How often do you get a risk-free bet up to a grand? Um, I not very often. That's kind of a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, to be honest. Um, like, why looking, wouldn't you take it? Yeah, and I mean, go watch PH and its bets uh, daily, every day at noon, Monday through Friday. Give you some tips so you get that 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 risk-free bet when you sign up. Watch the show. We give out some 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 locky charms, as Shane likes to call them, and then you uh, you win some money. You don't got to risk Look. anything. So. Look, I'm I'm be straight with everybody listening, okay? Even if you don't want to bet religiously, right? This is a great app. They're gonna always give you some some great deals. This is a phenomenal deal. The risk free bet up to a grand. Like he said, go watch bets. Well, like if if there's nothing you like on the first day that you watch bets, fine. Second day, third day, whatever. Wait till you find a bet that you absolutely love. Go in on that risk free bet. You win it. You can cash out with what you want and just keep the keep the app for the next time you get a good deal. Like yeah. it, it's it's a win win scenario. You never really like you, you don't really lose in this situation. I mean uh, that's the basically the definition of risk freeze. That's a win. So you don't lose. Just just go get it. Just go get it. Yeah. Um. So Sean, I want to ask you about the the poll we posted to social media just a little bit ago um, because it's already got some some interesting takes on social media. Um. I'm I'm curious to see what you think of the numbers right now. But the poll itself, if my Twitter would load, <laughs> says, what are your thoughts on the current conference scenarios for Arizona State? And there are three options. There is join the Big 12. There's the Pac-12 Big 12 merge or stay put and do nothing. Right now, the poll is split 10% at stay put, 40% at join the Big 12, and 50% would like the Pac-12 and the Big 12 to merge. And that is of 113 votes so far. Yeah. I, um, I, okay, so originally I voted for, to just join the Big 12. At this point, like, the more I think about it, I feel like they should merge. I feel like it's the most beneficial for everybody at this point. I, I mean, I think, I think you kind of get... Like a, it's a, it's the best situation for the Pac-12 because I think they have the least leverage and are in the worst situation. They, if any of these schools choose to leave, which they can do, they're dead basically, yeah. and no pack, no Big Twelve schools are leaving for the the Pac-12 at this point. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think there's a little bit of the the combined like the Big Twelve and the Pac are are clearly a, a B tier conference compared to the Big Ten, and the the SEC. Arguably a, a three-tier. I don't, it depends on kind of where you put the ACC in, in that whole conversation. But yeah, I, I think when you – if they if they're to combine, they kind of get kind of the added credibility of, of it being 
two conferences and, and, and stuff like that. I know someone in a response to this tweet mentioned the point that some smaller schools get left out. So it's not a 20 team conference, but at this point, that's kind of where college football is heading is like these big super conferences. They can be the first, they can be that, that conference that has 20 schools or whatever it is. Um, and, and maybe some school, like at this point, you know, they've, they're losing Texas, Oklahoma, um, USC, UCLA. So it's not like this is potentially Oregon, Washington, right? So at this point, th- these two conferences combining, it wouldn't be a completely ridiculous thing. And I, I think you end up getting s- a little bit more of whatever conference wants. And I think it's better for, I think it's better for college football, right? As opposed to one con- watching a conference die off and kind of just the optics of that, it's better to have these conferences merge and kind of, you kind of just continue yeah. the legacy of both of them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, I think a Pac-12, Big 12 merger is the best way for both of these conferences to kind of move up because I feel like we've talked a lot about the the Pac-12 and its failures, um, but the Big 12 is not in a great spot either. This was, what, just last year that we learned that Oklahoma and Texas were going to the SEC? Yeah. Um, so they, they were in this situation not too long ago. Um now, the way they handled it was very different than the way the Pac-12, I feel like, is going to be going about it. Uh, but I think when you lose, when, when both of these conferences have lost overall their top two moneymakers, um, I think you've got to do some some unique things and some dramatic things. And I think in this scenario, I think the unique dramatic thing to do would be to merge. Um, yeah. Now, again, I don't know if, I don't know the logistics of something yeah. like that because you have a lot of teams um like that would be the the biggest conference in the power five um in terms of just sheer number of teams however i think you could make it work given what we've seen i i'm a really big fan of what the acc has done um yeah. in terms yes. of getting rid of divisions in general um and, and uh, they've the pod play yeah, so they've given um, – you're probably more familiar with it since since Syracuse is in the ACC. But yeah. it's so – correct me if I'm wrong. Each team, right, or each school has three opponents that they will play annually, right? Yeah. And that no matter what, they will play those three teams. So think of them as just the rivals that they will mm-hmm. get every single year. Um, and then the other teams in the conference, it's simply a rotation, right, of who they play. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, yeah, each school has a three set opponents. Um, like I said, Syracuse is is Pitt. I think it's Pitt, Florida State, and Boston College, or something like that. Um, or, or it's it's. I know it's Pitt and Boston College for sure. I forget the third school, but um, and then the rest of the the ACC opponents they'll play on a on a at least once in a four year cycle. So they kind of just rotate through the other opponents. Um, this for football, obviously, it's going to be different yeah. for. Um, the other schools, but or the other sports, but um, yeah, and I think that's the best way to do it because um, when you get conferences big, I think the biggest fear is that you lose rivalry Rivalries. matchups yeah. that you would want to see every year. Um, and in this situation, you don't, right? Because in, in a merger situation, or even if schools are leaving, right? BYU is going to the Big Twelve, so by by these conferences, or by at least Utah coming to the Big Twelve, you get a you now get an in-conference BYU-Utah rivalry. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, because it's partially regional and partial historical, how they kind of come up with these, these pods. So you would get BYU-Utah every single year. You would get the Territorial Cup every single year. Um, you would get probably like a Baylor-Texas Tech every single year. You don't have to worry about losing those rivalries. And then 
once every four years because obviously this would be a huge conference and ASU AYU ASU Texas Tech for example people probably aren't or an ASU West Virginia people are they going to care about that matchup as so much that they want to see it every single year no obviously but once every four years you can guarantee that you get this kind of coast v coast matchup you get a matchup you don't really get to see every every year, and that's kind of the charm of the games like that in the NFL, where randomly you yeah. get an opponent that you and in the NFC that you don't normally see if you're an AFC team. Um, and so I feel like that's the best way they could possibly manage kind of this super conference concept that we're clearly moving towards. Yeah, who do you think in this scenario outside of Arizona? Like, let's assume we get a Pac-12 Big 12 merger, right? Yeah. Um, which again is a big assumption right now because right now they're just discussions um, or alleged discussions. What do you think, like who are the other two teams in this model that do you think ASU would face on a annual basis? Yeah. I mean, I think they probably do. They probably give them. So who are the other teams that we're talking about leaving? It's, it's, it's Colorado. Well, so I mean, it, in a, in a pac 12 oh, merger. merger, yeah, in a merger, merger. right. Um, I think you give them obviously Arizona, the other probably Utah, just because the that's the probably the closest proximity wise. Um, and then you'd probably give them like a probably like a, a Texas Tech or, or a Baylor, maybe. Uh, uh, who else is you got Houston coming? You got Cincinnati coming. Um, so maybe like a Houston, something like that, something. Probably a Texas school, I think. I, I think you would probably try and get as many Pac-12 schools, Texas schools as possible, just so they can kind of get exposure in this, the heart of the Big 12, um, Big 12 country. But um, I think you would definitely try and keep kind of the Pac-12 schools together a little bit as well, just so you can kind of – you have the continuity there, that, that those are going to yeah. be the longest established rivalries and connections that fans from the Pac-12 are going to want to watch. So I think you probably get, like I said, Utah and a Texas school, probably Houston or something like that, um, in this in an ASU pod. But with as big as the conference is, you might end up getting like a, a four school pod or something like that. Um, I don't really yeah. know how they would plan on working through it. So it would be interesting. But like I said, I think it's the best best situation. Yeah, I like the idea of Arizona and Arizona State, obviously yeah. facing. Um, I think in the in the case of a merger, I think Arizona State has proven that. In terms of Pac-12 Giants, um, they enjoy messing with Oregon um, when Oregon's at the top. So I would love, and again, this is this is selfish because I feel like every team in the in the merger would want to have Oregon specifically, yeah, um, just because of their their sheer greatness in athletics. They would want to see Oregon uh, on a yearly basis. But I think Arizona State, out of a lot of the Pac-12 schools, has proven that they can compete with Oregon, um, it, despite you know national. Uh, yeah. you know, rankings or whatever. So I would love to see Arizona State, Oregon on an annual basis. And then the, the third team that I think would be really interesting is Texas Tech. Um, yeah. The last time these two teams played in football, um, Sean, I'm pretty sure you were at Syracuse, but I remember I was at the game as a student watching Pat Mahomes just absolutely shred yeah. the, the Arizona State secondary. And then that was also the game in Tempe where Kalen Balaj had scored seven touchdowns. Um, so it was, it was one of the wildest games that I have ever seen. Um, and then the year after then I believe it was at Texas tech in, I think Nick Shimanick was the quarterback at Texas tech at the time. Um, after Mahomes had left 
had absolutely again tore up the ASU secondary. <laughs> um, but it, it would be, I, I think, a great matchup to have yeah. not only on football, but again, assuming maybe this applies to basketball too, because it is a very big conference. Um, yeah. I think those, I mean, it, it would just be great to watch those two schools. And I think if you're going to be comparing anybody, like I feel like Arizona State Athletics mirrors Texas Tech Athletics in terms of where they stand in the conference itself maybe yeah, um, a no, little bit. That's fair. So I, I think that would be a really good um, like three-team pod. Yeah, and I mean, you talk, you think about what, what ASU schedule is right now and what it would – and by the time they get to potentially a Big 12 um, – they play Oklahoma state twice. So maybe yeah. you kind of already have the groundwork for an Oklahoma state kind of rivalry. Obviously Oklahoma state is in a much better position football wise right now. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it can be a rivalry unless, you know, it's an equally, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's where I stand on rivalries. I'm like, if it's just, if you play every year, it's not necessarily a rivalry, but if you play every year and like, Oh, like you win some, you lose some, like that's, that's what makes I feel like NFL, NFL division so great is like yeah. you can have a two and ten team versus an undefeated team like that. This happened with the Bills last year, didn't it? Like they played the Jets and yeah. it was like the Jags like they, and they got blown out. Yeah, like the, I mean, you get these games that are like they shouldn't be close at all because one team is significantly better, but because they're division rivals, you just throw it out the window. Now you look at Arizona State versus uh, Oklahoma State. I don't see a scenario where Arizona State wins too many of those contests on the football field uh, so right it's now, more of just yeah. it's more of just one team kicking the shit out of the other <laughs> yeah. uh, on a yearly basis uh, yeah. but you know we'll see what happens and i mean another thing is i'm pretty sure in the acc setup they have the ability to redo the pods every like four or five years um so uh, eventually you know if if you get to a point where ASU and Texas Tech aren't in a pod, but they end up becoming the two best teams in the conference. You end up putting them in a pod at, further down the line, so you can kind of get that robbery and that matchup every given any given year. Um, so that's another little, you know, caveat of the system. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, you know, like we said, these next few weeks, next few days um, are going to be really, really interesting. So stay locked in um, on the PHNX show, and there's a lot to talk about in terms of just this topic in general. Um, and if you guys want to hit us up on social to talk about it, or my personal favorite, if you guys want to go down to the uh, Four Peaks 8th Street Pub this week, yeah. um, July 7th, we're going to all be there because the PHNX Coyotes crew is going to be having their draft day live party um, July 7th at 4 p.m. Um, like I said, at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. You do got to be 21 or, 21 or older, and please enjoy responsibly when you're drinking out there. Uh, but definitely come down. Enjoy the PHNX um, Coyotes party, the, the the podcast, because they are literally going to be doing draft coverage uh, better than the team itself. <laughs> um, in, in my personal opinion, it's going to be a lot of fun. Sean, you're the you're the producer of that show. Um, for people that aren't necessarily giant Coyote fans or just you know haven't haven't heard about what's going to be going on at the pub um, this this week, what what can you tell them? Yeah, I mean we're gonna like. Coach, we said we're going to be having our little draft show. Not little; it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. But um, we got Rudo coming down from DNVR and obviously covering the the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, who were the worst team in the NHL five years ago. So, kind of give us a little bit of hope. You know, we got PD, former coach for the Coyotes, 
um, on the show with me. And then obviously Leah and Craig are out in Montreal covering um, the the draft. Uh, we're going to have some special guests um, that are just from around the world of hockey. Um, and we're just going to have a bunch of fun. going to be some drink specials, great food. So come out and vibe. Uh, basically, the the Coyote Stanley Cup this Thursday is, is, is their, their third overall draft pick. It's a pretty big deal for the, the franchise. So come out to, come out to uh to four piece and we're gonna have ourselves a grand old time uh, it's it's always a lot of fun um when we're at the pub so definitely head out like sean said don't want to miss it um sean before we get out of here we always got some some interesting topics and you know <laughs> we talked about how this one was a classic we haven't to my knowledge talked about it on the show but i want to pose a question to you if you were in this very odd scenario i, I can't think of a you know a time where you would be in the scenario, but you know, times are weird. People are switching conferences just yeah, fair you know, enough. every week, every week. So you never know. Would you rather fight a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Um, a hundred duck sized horses for sure. Um, mainly because what is a first off the, the, the thought of a giant duck is terrifying. A, it, B, yeah. What are what are what is a small horse going to do to you? I like, feel like it's, it's like going to kick your shins. I feel like your shins will be in shambles. You're just going to get like yeah. rear kicked, like yeah. by a hundred by a hundred horses. But like the thing is, like a duck can fly at you and try and bite you. Like a horse, like a duck can bite you. Like, you ever been bit like, by a duck? Have I ever been by a duck? No. But you can. They can bite. Like they 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 They're bite. Teeth? Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Ducks have teeth. Ducks have teeth. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I, I will so, confirm bro. I don't think ducks have teeth. Man. I know geese do. Um, well, a goose is not a duck. Fair, but they're close. Um, do ducks have teeth? Many people have seen what they look like teeth on the the lining. That Many people have seen what they think is teeth lining the edges of duck bills and mistake them for teeth. In fact, all birds, uh, like all birds, ducks have no teeth. Instead, they have... Se- Let's go! Flexible structures called luminaire on the outer edge of their beaks. So they have they have like ridges on their beaks, but they don't have what are like the same thing. They as don't teeth. have teeth. So, okay, so I'm right. fighting. They have I'm something fighting. that can make bites hurt. Is my point. Um, <laughs> okay, dude. horses. Horses, if they're that small, they're not going to do anything to you. They're going to have to turn well, around. Horses have teeth. Yeah, but they don't really bite like that. Like they're not like. A duck can fly. Like, are we forgetting that part? They can fly. Can you imagine a giant, a giant flying duck? Like, no, thank you. Horses are all going to be around your feet. You just start kicking. Maybe get a lawnmower or like a a, a, a lawnmower, a trimmer, and, and just go. Like, you just you got to do what you got to do in that situation. But I, I'm taking the 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 horse or the duck sized horses all day long. Ah, uh, dude, I'm like I, I said it. You know, off 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 air for a second, but like I feel like I'd want to fight. The, the horse-sized duck and not necessarily not necessarily for the sake of i think it'd be easier because i don't think it would be easier however i think the reward of fighting a horse-sized duck would be far greater than fighting a hundred duck-sized horses like if i the reward the you, does it duck, drop loot like no 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 that'd be lit if it did <laughs> if i fight if i fight this duck right and i gain its respect because i'm not going to kill this duck i'm going to spare its life I'm, I'm gonna give it, I'm, I'm gonna grant it mercy pretty much like Imagine having a pet that is a horse-sized duck, bro. You would never have to pay for gas ever again. You could literally fly. It'd be like having a dragon, 
Okay, it'd be having a Walmart <laughs> version of a dragon. <laughs> I mean, first off, horses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be. That'd be pretty dumb. <laughs> um, I think the duck would kill you before you got its respect. You think um, the duck would be, kill me? This would be very like Avatar esque. Like you've seen That's Avatar, what I'm right? saying. Yeah. Yes. Like it, like those those flying things. I forgot what they're called, but like they're like you have to try and connect with it while it's trying to kill you. Um, yeah, yeah that'd be pretty do dope. It. You don't. You don't have to. I don't think you do it. No, I. I. I don't. I think you're underestimating the the ferocity wow. of a of a duck sized or a horse sized duck. Um, yeah, I. Want I will nothing. literally. I will give it a loaf of bread, and he will be my buddy. And I will call him Quackers. Quackers. That is um, basic, but I respect it. Um, but what but would you call it? I don't know. I'd come up with something like Doctor Quackenstein. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Okay, dude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my god. I would. I would end up naming it after like a Greek god or something mythological. I don't know. Zeus. Anyways, Zeus the duck. How much is? How much would you have to spend on food for a giant duck? Like, I feel like I would just go to the grocery store, and I would just throw every loaf of bread that I've got, and that would be that. But you have to right. buy it all. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you have to buy it. You're telling me I'm not getting some sort of TV deal or like some sort of there. like, like great reward for having a giant duck? Like, yeah, no, bro, that's fair. 60 Minutes, Good Morning America, all of them want to talk to me. Animal Planet would probably get you a show for sure. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Hell yeah. yeah. They're going to cancel Bear Grylls for me. Yeah. Totri and his duck adventures. That that's it. Like there's a, there's a movie, there's a children's book somewhere in there. There's That's got Nickelodeon a, written all over it. Oh, um, there's you know there's sponsorships with all sorts of things. It's basically just Clifford the Big Red Dog, but with instead of a uh, duck. Yeah, instead of a big red dog, it's a giant duck, and instead of a small girl, it's just tow tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, if you enjoy the content that we provide here um, at PHNX, not only on the Sun Devil Show, but just really across the network as a whole. Highly encourage you guys to head over to gophnx.com today and become a member of the family because when you do, you're going to get either your first month for 50 cents just for signing up or a free T-shirt from the locker. Um, I know Sean and I were talking about it, again, a little bit off air the other day, but we got our Diana Taurasi shirts in. Um, They go just as hard as the Chris Paul shirts, um, as the Booker shirts. These are the best shirts we have, I, in my opinion. I think, I, I I think the best shirts they, they are some, some phenomenal shirts. And they're Phoenix's own goat, right? Yeah. Like, definitely go grab one of those shirts. Um, they, they fit great. They're comfy as all hell. Um, and, and they're pretty cheap. They're pretty cheap for the, the quality that they are. Um, so, yeah. again, head over to the website and become a member. Sean, do we have anything else before we get out of here? Because I know... Tomorrow, we are going to be having a special guest on the show. We're going to wait to to drop the name um, and release that probably either later tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, but they are more of a national figure to talk a little bit about the whole conference mess, conference realignment that is currently going on um, and how it affects Arizona State. So you're not going to want to miss it. Um, we'll be live tomorrow um, the time is a little TBD, so definitely follow us on social so you can have the exact time. Um, and you can follow us on social at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the man who is not here at Shane Deef. And you can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Um, uh, uh, 
naming ducks Dr. Quackenstein as always, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. He choked a little bit there, man. I did choke a little bit. I just – I want to do something with realignment, but I did something with realignment yesterday, and I just – I don't know. I guess if I going down with the ship is always maybe. I don't there you know. go. There you go. That's much better. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And like I said, we will see you Wednesday. But for now, peace.